Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the president Kanye West to my vice president Jay-Z. Keith Caulfield, how's it going Keith? I'm good. How are you Jason? I'm good man. I'm good. And we are joined by, I guess if you were president Kanye West... And I'm Vice President Jay Z. We are joined by Secretary of State Nicki Minaj um, of of the Billboard world, of course. Uh, Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson is here as making her Pop Shop podcast debut. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much, and I am very honored to be the Secretary of State in this uh, scenario. I think Nicki would make an amazing Secretary of State. <laughs> like she doesn't she doesn't take any BS, but she's also an amazing ambassador. I feel like. The cabinet is is rounding full. itself out nicely. The cabinet is full <laughs> of, of hip hop and Billboard royalty, frankly. So we have Katie on uh, because, like Keith, she was at the 2015 MTV Video Music Awards. We will be talking about the show in full because a whole lot went down on Sunday night in Los Angeles. I mean, we're going to talk about Kanye, Taylor, and Nicki, Nicki and Miley, Miley and her free album justin bieber and macklemore and demi and iggy and more names as well um it, we're going to talk about the performances the style the red carpet and the backstage highlights we will also be checking in on the hot 100 where the weekend is back on top uh talk about the new songs from justin bieber and macklemore and ryan lewis and then later we have a very special guest on the pop show podcast demi lovato who called in right before the VMAs. Uh, uh, I should not right before the VMAs. I mean, she was on the right. Right. right before the VMAs. It wasn't like minutes before she took to the stage. It, was, yeah, she, it wasn't like she was about to perform cool for the summer. And then she calls into the Pop Shop podcast. No, that did not happen. But we talked to Demi last Friday. She called in, talked about her new album, Confident, which comes out October 16th, as well as cool for the summer, her latest top 20 hit. And working with Iggy Azalea on Kingdom Come, I, I we when we talked to Demi, I had no idea she was on a remix uh, for cool, of Cool for the Summer, but we Surprise. talked to her about Iggy a little bit. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> uh, so we have a jam-packed show, as always. Uh, and as always, let's do a couple housekeeping notes. If you love the Pop Shop podcast like we do, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review on iTunes because we will die of happiness if that is true and if you have any questions for keith or myself hit us up on twitter he is at keith underscore caulfield i am at jason Lipschutz. and also 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 if you want to explore more billboard podcasts go to itunes.com slash billboard podcasts that's plural keith and katie are you guys ready to rock and roll absolutely yes yes yeah <laughs> let's Very do much. it all right so yes. let's talk about the vma's because I, I feel like we're, we're recording this early on Monday, and I feel like you guys must be a little tired because it must have been a long night. There was so much going on. You guys have been at many award shows, uh, Katie. We were actually all three of us were at the Billboard Music Awards back in May. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, I was not. I know. I know. I was hanging with Katie in the press room. I was before that. I was hanging with Keith on the red carpet. What was the energy like last night? It, it seemed like so much happened just watching the show, but. Was it was it just kind of a special atmosphere? Um, well, I'll start because I was on the carpet um, for a couple hours before the show actually started, and I think 
you know, the, the carpet always sort of sets the tone for the entire event. And the red carpet at the VMAs is always unique um, in how it's set up and how it's always kind of like this sort of controlled pandemonium. And that's kind of what it was. You know, they had performances that whooshed past us. Uh, Nick Jonas danced past me during his Levels performance, um, which was cool. Um, if you freeze frame the video, you can see me holding up a cell phone. I showed Katie earlier. Mm-hmm. So that was my... Keith's Nick- moment in the spotlight. That was my moment with Nick Jonas. Um, wow. So yeah, I mean, the the, the whole... and the, I think the whole vibe was um, was craziness, but that's kind of the... The, the mission of the VMAs is for nuttiness. Yeah. Um, so that's my small moment. I don't know. Katie, what do you think? Well, I think having Miley as the host kind of set the tone yeah. of everything that I saw yesterday. It was basically like, um, you know, everyone was expecting insanity because she was, you know, in charge of the show. And it, I think it delivered. I mean, it was a really weird show, but mm-hmm. in a really interesting way. And I wasn't bored, even though the show ran long. It's typically a very compact two hours. And, in you know, Kanye went a little long and decided to talk and speak his mind. And they didn't stop him. And, and so the show ran long, but it didn't feel like it ran long. Although I feel kind of bad for Pharrell having to go right after that Kanye speech because it was like, why, you know, why are you even here right right. now? (laughs) I felt the exact same way about Pharrell. And let's talk about the Kanye speech because everyone in, you know, we we were in the Billboard War Room and it was definitely the most electric moment of the night. And it seemed to be on Twitter as well, everybody reacting to his prolonged speech and and then his presidency uh, of 2020, his candidacy, I should say. What what was that like? And, and I, I mean, what was what was the crowd reaction like? If if you guys could tell at all, like what? I mean, it was just such. I mean, Kanye's a polarizing figure as it is. It, it seemed like the the reaction online was very positive. Was it positive as well at the Microsoft Theater? Well, actually, we had a couple of reporters inside the um, inside the audience, and I was kind of compiling the what you didn't see on TV moments from last night. And so they were emailing me as it was going on, and it sounded like it wasn't that positive inside. Right. Um, there were apparently a lot of booing, even though I didn't that didn't come across on TV. No, you didn't really hear the boos on. No, but um, Shirley Halperin, who was in inside, said that basically outside of the small, you know, mosh pit crew right in front of Kanye, who was loving it, freaking out, there was just booing throughout the Microsoft Theater, especially as it kept going on longer and longer. Um, And it was also kind of referred to as a, a, you know, a navel gazing speech. Um, Mm. But, you know, for for journalists, I think from the outside, like watching it and being in that press room, we were all just like kind of loving it and eating it up the whole time. And that's, I feel like, what Twitter was doing, too. I mean, even if you were talking, you know, crap about it, you still thought it was, you know, a moment, something. Yeah. 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 It's uh, oh, go ahead, Keith. I no, I wasn't going to add anything. I was just like, it's a moment, and <laughs> I mean, I actually thought because w- what we're talking about is Kanye received the Video Vanguard Award, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, um, and in the recent past, both Beyonce and Justin Timberlake have won the same award, and to go along with that win, they each performed epic, um, you know, lengthy minute long yes. medleys. So I was under the false impression, though he was never actually announced as a performer, I was under the false impression that Kanye was probably going to do some sort of epic performance to receive his award. Um, and he did actually put on a performance. <laughs> yes. It was a spoken word performance, in effect. Um, he didn't he didn't rap, he didn't sing, uh he 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 uh free associated his acceptance speech, which I thought, you know, um that probably would have got that that gets more attention than you know a performance would have yeah yeah jason back to you it just <laughs> seemed like it just just watching it live on television it just seemed like the most electric moment of the night because you just never knew what was going to happen what he was going yeah. to say what he was going to touch upon obviously kanye is an unfiltered guy but you watch some of the show and it, it was it was a good award show but uh, so much of it was was staged i mean all of it was staged except for the moments that really stuck out the most which were was nikki swiping it miley and justin bieber crying at the end of his performance but well, you assume you about, that wasn't staged right <laughs> yeah you assume you assume all of this wasn't staged, wasn't staged <laughs> no matter what mtv might be telling us 
Exactly. And I, I kind of assumed that, and we'll talk about the Miley Nikki thing, but I assumed that, you know, you, you have the New York Times interview with Miley that runs on Friday, two days before the show, and she takes a swipe at Nikki. It's like, ooh, why, wow, is it going down? And I, I just figured it was like, all right, this is an award show host drumming up controversy before the award show. Um, so, yeah, you, you never know what, what's staged and what's not. All the surprises are, are pre-scripted, like Iggy Zelia coming out with Demi Lovato, et cetera, et cetera. But Kanye, it's just, you, you never know. And, and it made for great television. Maybe it didn't make for great viewing in the theater, but everybody here was hang on his every word. Exactly. We actually stopped. I mean... It, it it was a it was a night where the whole Billboard it, team in New York was typing furiously, and everyone stopped to actually watch what he had to say. It's very much. It reminds me to a certain degree of when Fiona Apple uh, won. Uh, I think it was best, maybe best new artist or female video or something for whatever it was back at the VMAs a long time ago. And criminal. She, and and she gave a speech that everyone was just like. WTF, and it was basically a you know award shows are BS. They don't matter. Like they don't matter. Yeah. Um, and I want the people, the kids that are watching this to understand that this is, you know, like this is all fake. This is, I mean, I, and I'm wildly paraphrasing, um, but everyone kind of <laughs> thought like Fiona Apple's crazy. Like that was like, that was the sort of takeaway from that. The sort of un, uh, ineloquent takeaway was, oh, Fiona Apple's crazy. And she went on this like rant, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, actually, no, she was just trying to like have sort of a real moment. And sometimes those real moments aren't clean and well scripted and you know thought out they just sort of like blurt out and kanye is just sort of a walking moment he's just like everything he Mm -hmm. says is just like you know coming out of him without a whole lot of like you know delicate you know editing and that's why we like kanye so much you know yeah i i totally agree um so kicking off the Nicki Minaj performance uh, was sort of a surprise because Taylor Swift came out and performed Night is Still Young and then Bad Blood with her kind of squashing their beef. But then, again, Nicki wins Best Hip Hop Video for Anaconda and touches upon those Miley uh, press comments that she made in the New York Times last week uh what was what was that like for you guys i I don't know i'm assuming katie you were in the press room where people like oh is that real because nobody here could really tell at first because nikki was smiling to begin with it and then her face changed what what was that like totally it was the same in the press room it was um basically the question of is this fake or is it real and you really couldn't tell um and it was all kind of unfolding and you would just see Nikki squash this other beef, but then you saw her like it reignite like a new one. Um, and, and she, it seemed jokey at first the way they were kind of going back and forth. But then when the camera yeah. went back to Miley and stayed on Miley and never went back to Nikki again, you're like, wait, was she really angry? And did they just like cut her off? Because I kind of wanted more of the back and forth. Like, and did they cut out Nikki's mic or something? Yeah, I, I, they they must have because I feel like you know Nikki probably had more to say. She typically has more to say, and it just stopped. It was all of a sudden like Miley went back to the script and and uh, and so that made me think even more so that Miley had no clue that Nikki was going to say that because she just hopped right back into the script and barely acknowledged but it. Sort of a modified version of the script because the next thing she said because basically Miley. It, for those of you just joining us, basically <laughs> Miley Cyrus gave an interview to the New York Times. We haven't actually said what these things are. Miley Cyrus gave a uh, interview to the New York Times, and the New York Times asked her about her feelings on the Nicki Minaj uh, brouhaha. And Miley basically said, "Well, Nikki made it about herself and not about sort of a larger issue, and she was just being like Nikki. She she was, and it was like sort of it wasn't polite. Like she it was she, she had a lot of like stuff that she said that probably wasn't very eloquent, and you know clearly was stirring up something whether she meant to or not. So Nikki was reacting to that, and I thought it was interesting because Miley says, you know, we're all in the business together." You know, this was her reaction to Nikki. We're all in the business together. You know, we're all artists. We all do interviews. And sometimes, you know, the press gets things twisted. Um, and that's okay. Well, congratulations. And, you know, this next category is a category that I lost a couple years ago for, you know, artists to watch or best new artist or something. Um, and it's okay. You know, I'm not bitter. You know, it's all right. You know, it's just awards. 
you know, and she kind of like had like this sort of like passive aggressive moment to it. It's like, it's all right. It's just an award show. It's just an award. Right. So who cares, you know, who wins or not? Like so coming right after the Nikki. was ex- scripted? I definitely thought that the whole like, I didn't win, so it doesn't really matter. I think that I didn't win, it doesn't really matter was probably, I mean, how can they not know that Nicki Minaj was not, was going to, they had to have known that Nicki was going to win hip hop video. Right. They had to have known that moment was going to happen. So they script the next moment, mm. Miley's introduction, as a possible, like, something's going to happen. Let's have Miley address it. Or Miley might have just been like, I'm going to take this and kind of twist it around a little bit. Right. There was a reason why Miley was on stage right after Nicki accepts hip hop video. Right. And then talking about that and saying, oh, awards, you know, it's okay if I didn't win. You know, who cares? I'm like, come on. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. We hijacked it, that. No, no. And this goes back right right around to Kanye being totally 100% unscripted where everything else you don't really know how true it is, including the Nicki Miley thing, including Justin Bieber's performance, which which I, I thought was the best performance of the night, uh, pound for pound. I, wow. I, I just thought, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, High I, praise, I've Jason. some people... I know I've gotten some people to disagree with me, but I just thought it was it was really emotional. Like it, it was somebody somebody wrote about it. I, I think uh, this might have been Lindsay Zolads on Vulture that it was surprising that he wasn't coming out and confident and kind of pump, puffing his chest and saying like I'm back. This was like he was a little shaky. Like he was a little bit vulnerable up there. And I mean it might have all been staged and he might have all but like. I don't really see why that would be the look in, instead of being like, I'm back and here are my confident vocals and, and whatnot. Like, he was out of breath. He, but I mean, I, I just think that it really resonated with me in a way that a spectacle like the Macklemore performance or the Demi performances, it actually was more contained and, yeah, like I said, emotional. I, I guess you guys disagree, though. There's sort of a, well, my 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 opinion on any of this stuff is sort of a jaded one where it's all staged you know it's all it's all staged it felt like the humility tour was continuing like the you know watch me humble myself more further to get you back or get me back in your good graces and and i and and we're not saying that that was sort of a um conscious thing um, or maybe it was. I don't know. I mean, who knew the LA team would be more jaded than the New York reporter? Um, yes, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we would. We would. It's been nice weather here too. Like maybe that's what's going on. I think. I, I think in general. I mean, if we can just. Um, I mean, look. It, it was a great performance. Justin uh, flew into the sky and danced in thin yeah. air. Which is amazing. I like the flying. The flying was great. Fl- flying Bieber. He should stop dancing, though. The amazing flying Bieber's. <laughs> the, it's the new. It's newest part of Ringling Brothers. Barnum's Bailey show. It's the amazing flying Bieber brothers. Please welcome as they do their the famous flying and crying Bieber's. Um, <laughs> the flying and crying Bieber's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just a real emotional moment. Maybe it was a moment that they baked into the show to make sure that they could have time to get the harness off of him. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's really it's 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 sort of sad that we automatically assume that something is staged, but everything is so staged now. It's hard to figure out what is real and what isn't real. And only when something seems super real, like Kanye's acceptance speech, that's the moment that seems like legit real. Everything else, you always assume there's got to be an element of staginess to it. Yeah. So, what what was uh, your guys' pick for best performance of the night? Well, as the unofficial drag editor of Billboard, <laughs> uh, I was I was uh, I personally rather enjoyed Miley Cyrus's surprise performance at the end of the night with a cavalcade of drag queens, uh, many of which you you might recognize from RuPaul's Drag Race or interviews I've done on Billboard.com. Um, and actually, you might have been tipped off to this because a couple weeks ago, I think Miley posted an Instagram video of her dancing like uh, a dance number to um, she was watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race finale show and there was a dance segment or something and I'm like oh look at that that's cool she really likes these drag queens these specific drag queens are doing this this specific dance that same dance showed up last night on the show so she was actually already had this in mind like like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago 
clearly. So that's, I'm not saying that's my favorite, but I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I was really into yeah, the, I, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say I was really into the Macklemore one, which you said that you weren't into as much, but um, I liked the unannounced whole downtown aspect of the whole thing, and I actually love the song and video, so the fact that they kind of recreated that and, you know, also just, you know, being an L.A. person, the just seeing all that out in front of the Orkham was really cool. I, I Can I just say that downtown, we're recording this on Monday, downtown's been out for about four days now, and I still have just no idea how to feel about it. Like, I, I, the one thing I know, the one thing I know is that it is extremely weird. Like, it's just like, yeah. and I give him credit, and I give him, I give Macklemore and Ryan Lewis credit for the fact that they had this huge look. This is their big comeback single. Like, they, they have to follow up the heist. This is the way they're doing it with some hip-hop legends. Dude, it's got, aren't okay, like it's got Kumal D, Melly Mel, it's got Dancing Macklemore. Grandmaster Kaz, yeah. It, it's, These are absolute legends that kids have no idea who they are, let's let's be honest. Doesn't and matter, then, it's still a great had, song, it's still fun, and you're you're crazy for not having an I love it, I'm obsessed with it. I've watched the video so many times already. I got back from vacation Saturday night, and so I didn't even see it while I was away, and I think I've watched it like a dozen times just like in the last day. I've made endless gifs of Macklemore dancing. <laughs> you can go to my Tumblr and see these. I've tweeted them. <laughs> I think, I mean, and that guy, that Eric Nally guy. Oh my God. The downtown, him, I mean, who the hell Those is dropping he? down to his knees dance moves? Like, he, his knees are going to go out. On the, on the <laughs> carpet, awesome. when the publicist for um, Cool Modi, who I talked to, and you can watch that video, when the publicist came by, I said, oh, do you have Macklemore or Ryan Lewis? And they were like, well, no. And I was like, do you have Eric Nally, the guy who has the big vocals yeah. in the song? And they said, you know, <laughs> he, we're not doing we're not having him do the carpet because he has to preserve his voice because the song is so strenuous. And we're afraid of doing anything where that might stress him out. I was like, well, considering that one performance of that song would probably blow anyone's vocals out. (laughs) So, sorry, Jason. We just really like that song. (laughs) I had no idea. Well, there you go. I mean, Eric Nally of uh, Foxy's Shazam. Yeah. uh, Really? Oh, my God. I did not know that. I'm such a dummy. Yes. Um, But, yeah. So, let's actually skip ahead before we uh, continue talking about the VMAs. Let's talk about Justin Bieber, What Do You Mean?, and Macklemore and Ryan Lewis downtown because downtown comes out on Thursday. Justin Bieber's What Do You Mean comes out on Friday. Both music videos come out over the past couple of days. Macklemore launched with the song. Justin Bieber launched right after the video or the VMAs. And what do you guys think? Or I guess this is what Keith thinks in in terms of the timing and the Hot 100 debuts for each of those. I mean, I'm assuming Bieber is trying for that coveted number one spot. Yeah, he's never had a number one on the Hot 100 before. Yeah, Justin Bieber's never had a number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. He's gotten close. He went to number two with Boyfriend. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you can't help but to think that there's probably a little bit of planning involved here with maybe trying to get to number one and also just have a great week. I mean, you want a big look. And so, you know, they've timed it so that last Friday – the retail single came out, um, a lyric video came out, and it went to radio all at the same time. And then the VMA performance, which will certainly juice sales and streams, and then the music video comes out. And our tracking week for the Hot 100 will end on Thursday. So he should have a very, very robust first week. I don't know. It's a little early, and especially with the VMA is throwing a wrench into everything, into normal forecasting. It's going to be really difficult for me to get any sort of figure as to what he might actually do this week. But certainly he's gunning for like a possible, I would imagine, like a top five debut, if not number one. Um, but yeah. stay tuned, proverbial, stay tuned to Billboard.com. I'm sure we'll have a forecast story. Like By the time you hear this, we'll probably have something up on Billboard.com saying where Justin might end up next week. Yeah, and this is obviously coming a week after Hot 100 Fest, and, and we posted a lot about his new album, which sources tell us is due out November 13th on Billboard.com. Sources. All that out. Do you get sources. <laughs> um, anyway... What what do you guys think? In, in I, all right, as as downtown fanatics, as you both are. What do we think of the Justin Bieber song instead? <laughs> no. What do you What do you guys think about Macklemore and Ryan Lewis in terms of this being a radio hit? Uh, uh who knew thr- thrift shop is the most unlikely hit? 
Yeah, this I is, feel like it's so totally in the vein of Thrift Shop, yeah. and, and it was a huge hit. But it also, that was like more surprising. So this has like lost a little of the novelty because it's like yeah. similar to Thrift Shop. And if you think about his other um, two hits with Can't Hold Us and um, and I'm losing the Same Sex Marriage song. Yeah, yeah. Same Love? Same Love. Yeah. So like, I mean, those were totally different than Thrift Shop in their own ways as well. So he's kind of like returned. It's almost like the Eminem uh, formula of starting with the jokey song and uh-huh. then giving us the more serious ones later. I think as long as there's um, a, a really solid uh, chorus hook that people can latch onto, mm-hmm. at least in terms of, I'm thinking of like the radio. And what, this song is like three or four different songs squished together. Yeah. So what I remember the most is the downtown, downtown, you don't want to dun, 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 Yes, keep going. I, yeah, that, those lyrics, I know them so well. Um, <laughs> but you remember like the sing-along, sing-songy part of downtown. Like that's the part that rolls around in my head still right now. Um doesn't mean I won't know the rest of it later, but that I, th- I think that part plays well on the radio, and it just sounds cool. So I think it actually could become a hit. Um, I think everything's sort of up in the air because you know he he had such like a moment, he and Ryan Lewis with the last album, and it'll be interesting to see if if they can sort of carry that forward. Um, and he this is what he does though. This is like this is sort of what Macklemore is is sort of. It's like the, he's like a visual artist. He's like a crazy MC. He's like sort of a lyricist. You know, it's kind of like all these things combined to makes a great package. So um, I don't know. I'd like to think it's a hit, Jason. Yeah, I mean, once again, another Macklemore and Ryan Lewis song that could be a big hit in which Macklemore is not does not deliver the most memorable part of the song. Um, Man, the hateration gotten, is yeah. so thick mm-hmm, with you right now, mm-hmm. Jason. I mean. It, <laughs> it's true. It's not hateration. It's this is his formula, and it, and it's really paid off for him. Is is to kind of sneak in with the the verses and then give this to a relative unknown, just the this massive hook that people can get behind. I mean, I kind of want to see a, a a Wands Ray Dalton Mary Lambert Eric Nally like the shade the like, shade it of it all. <laughs> The shade is it's so dark in here right now. How is that shady? They, they would say the chilly. exact same thing. It's so freezing in this dark room. <laughs> hey, what do you think of the new Justin Bieber oh, song? Geez. What do you think of the new Justin Bieber song? We haven't actually talked about Justin Bieber song yet, have we? <laughs> Man, am I that predictable? Oh uh, my goodness. Uh, no, I'm actually I'm actually legitimately asking yeah, about know. Justin Bieber. Because we haven't actually talked about the, oh, Bieber, the Bieber song. song? Yet. Oh, yeah. you actually want to know what I think of the Bieber I song? I do. Uh I really like it, obviously. And I think that the only weakness of the song is is the lyrics are a little lackluster. I think that if you actually listen to what he's saying, it's what do you mean? Sort of <laughs> strange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually was about to a- answer that, and then I got that. Um, no, it's it's, but it. I, I think that the lyrics are sort of beside the point of this song. When I talked to Scooter about it last week, he was like, Scooter, he J- it Justin's as, manager. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, he he was like it's a vibe. He, he's like that's all I'll say. It's that's a like vibe. a non-answer. It's a very non-answer, but I, it's one that actually holds true. I think it, it it's a song that you kind of groove to, without necessarily listening to what Bieber is talking about, which I think is was good. The point of the song yeah. is like it's about a girl who is like indecisive, and Bieber's like ah, oh, make up your mind. What's going on? But like, yeah, thanks for that really the, the concise final... recap. <laughs> <laughs> like during the d- during the final chorus, he he sings the song like like he in like the outro. He's like, "Wish you were more straightforward." Like he sings the song the word straightforward like really earnestly, which is which is very funny to me. Anyway, it, it I, I think it's a great song though. Uh, Mason Levy and Bieber co-produced it. Uh, un- unlike what many sources are saying, Skrillex did not work on this song. Uh, I-, I think that it's the it's like the A side to Where Are You Now's B side. I-, I think it's I think it's a-, a blast to listen to. What what do you guys think? I'm reserving judgment because I did I like hated Where Are You Now when I first heard it, and now it's a hundred percent grown on me, and I leave it on the radio and I sing every word. So. Yeah. I think I, you know, I actually had sort of that same thought today because I heard, um, "What do you mean?" this morning on the way into work, and the first time I heard it, I was just like, "This is okay," um, and I, and I, the, my first initial thoughts were, "Oh, it's kind of like 
like tropical like tropical island breeze meets house music and for some reason i thought of michael jackson's librarian girl i don't know why <laughs> um but it has i this, like that all right yeah it has like this this like this breezy tropical thing which is kind of cool um and i'm like this is okay and then i heard it again i'm like this is this is all right and I heard it again, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. So it's, I think, as Scooter said, it is a vibe. Um, and I think it sort of does grow on you. And I think it's one of those songs that will wear well. Um, you won't get tired of it because it's kind of vague and because it's vibey. It's not specific. And sometimes those specific songs, which are like, I'm making a statement and this is a statement and the statement is about this. You're like, all right, great. Thanks for that <laughs> statement. I'm going to move on now. But when it's kind of just like a vibe and a feeling you can sort of apply that vibe or feeling to anyone listening. And I think those are the best kind of songs, you know, the ones that are kind of universal. And I think that's probably what they're going for here, a universal song that has a little bit of personalness to it, but something that can still be a universal track. Yeah, man, I, I, it's it's something that I, I think is a great look for him. It'll be interesting to hear what the rest of his next project is like after Where Are You Now? And now, what do you mean? I wonder if they will all be four word questions i guess we'll see yeah maybe before uh before we get to uh before we get to demi lovato i want to hear some like red carpet backstage highlights um uh, first of all katie you messaged me that miley cyrus came back and was passing around a joint in the press room is is that is that correct is that a thing that happened oh that is definitely a thing that happened um she came back and she we were told that she was just going to take photos and the the press room situated where the reporters all sit to the right side of the room and the photographers on the left so we thought we were just gonna you know get to watch her take some pictures but she immediately grabbed the mic when she walked in and was like i've known all of you guys for a while you're my friends and since my new song is about loving marijuana and loving humankind i brought a joint for you to share well of course as you do (laughs) that's pretty much verbatim what she said and she was like who wants it and the crazy photographers immediately were like yeah miley over here so she brings it to the front row of the photographers the crazy photographers it's like like you really get an idea of the difference between like the photo you know corral and the reporters when you put them in a room together they're they're nuts but anyway that's not the point um they they immediately took it they're taking photos of her handing it to them and then she's back on the mic and she's talking some more about the show and how she you know hosting made her just want to be on a microphone all the time talking and that kanye inspired her to speak her mind and she's just like she was rambling Mm. and then after she took photos she um started walking out of the room but then she came back to get the joint back oh right <laughs> <And> so she <laughs> she picked the joint back up and then she ran out again and then she reemerges with a plastic grocery bag full of avocados that she then proceeded to run around both the photographers and reporters handing out Avocado. She said they're really good this time of year, yep. and she wanted us to enjoy them. She may have an avocado tree in her backyard. She might, and uh, I unfortunately did not get either of her presents. <laughs> Neither came back to me, but um, she she then ran away, and she was wearing a shirt, uh, a dress that had her song title on it. Do it is probably sponsored by Nike. It was like a pink latex dress with her song title on it. So I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just uh, do it. Do it. I think it's do <laughs> with multiple do. Anyway. So, yeah, wow. that Miley, was the Miley, highlight. Miley Cyrus makes me feel boring. That's that's how <laughs> I say what you will about her, but she makes my life just feel kind of kind of stale. Um that's awesome, first of all. Uh, and uh and what else what else happened back back there, Katie? That was the clear highlight of the night. Otherwise, we had a couple people come back to take photos. We had 21 pilots speak to us. They had a fun performance, by the way, with ASAP Rocky. And they came back and talked to us and uh, said they need to hear a little bit more about Kanye's policies before they decide if they're going to vote for him in 2020. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that I mean, Miley by far. Hurricane Miley was the highlight of the press Hurricane room. Miley. She made landfall Keith, in Los uh, Angeles. <laughs> what, what about the red carpet, Keith? Um, well, it was it was. Um, if you guys watched the the pre show on the VMAs, you'll saw you you'll saw. I like my my past present participles <laughs> not working. Those are not even the right words. Uh, you saw how the carpet was laid out, and it was really cool. It was all sort of inspired by um, kind of like. Uh, test patterns on old TVs um, and kind of like sort of like a, the retroness of it all. Um, so 
Um, they had a setup uh, where we were kind of relatively close to the step and repeat where all the photographers are at. So we had a social media reporter, uh, Leslie, who was over there uh, grabbing pictures. And if you saw our Instagram, you saw lots of pictures of um, Taylor and, and Miley and so forth. Um, in terms of who I actually spoke to, um, Katie's talked about 21 Pilots. I didn't actually speak to them. They walked past and were greeting fans because they had a bunch of fans. They had fans all over the place on the carpet um, in sort of different fan corrals. And directly in front of me was a group of fans, and 21 Pilots was taking pictures with them. And then Halsey comes over, and they're having a moment, like, hugging one another because I guess she's BFFs with them. And then I talked to Halsey afterwards, and actually that was a really great chat. Um, Halsey's album just came out last week. Um, it's headed for a, a good debut on the Billboard 200 chart next week. We had a really good conversation. It's hard to have good conversations on the red carpet because it's usually loud. Publicists are trying to drag talent away from you after like, you know, one question and a half. Um, usually the questions are very surfacy, like, oh, what are you wearing? Tell me about your new single. And we actually had a really good conversation that was about um, how passionate her fans are. And even though her album leaked two weeks ago, her fans were like so like courteous in telling her label and like giving her label like links to the download album saying, Hey, we found this, make sure you have it pulled down and you know, just how passionate they are. And we talked about how she connects with fans in that way. Um, other interviews that I did, I talked to fallout boy, which was a great interview. I talked to Sean Mendez and he was very nice. Um, he has great skin. That's my running gag on this show. I was talking <laughs> about, I was talking about the young pop stars with good skin. Um, uh, our boy, Charlie Puth came by. Puth. The Pooth. Pooth. Um, the Pooth. He was great. Uh, he's, he's always a goofball. Uh, Jojo, uh, Sierra, oh, Omi. Oh, Jojo. I love Jojo. Jojo was great. Talking about her tringle. Yeah, I mean, I talked to a, a, a whole a whole bunch of folks, and you can find all those videos on our YouTube channel or on Billboard.com. You can indeed. Uh, and Keith, right before, I, for, I forgot to get to this before we get to Demi Lovato, before we do, let's talk about the Billboard 200 albums chart next week. You mentioned Halsey in for a big debut. The Weeknd performed Can't Feel My Face on Sunday night at the VMAs, and it looks like his new album, Beauty Behind the Madness, is going to hit number one with a big, big debut. Yeah. Uh, Keith, what numbers are yeah. The Weeknd and Halsey looking at? Well, you know, I don't have Halsey's number yet, unfortunately, but uh, it should be a very handsome debut. Uh, but it's all about The Weeknd this week. Yeah, <laughs> The Weeknd this week. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so... Um, you know, it's funny, a couple weeks ago, I'd asked for sort of an early, early forecast on like what the album might do. And I think that at that point, it was like, it was kind of assured that it would be number one. And now it's like, all right, that's a done deal. Because after the VMAs, after his um, Apple, uh, Apple uh, music commercials that he's done... And all in the streams, evidently that the album is racking up. Don't is forget the Billboard cover. Yes, and the Billboard cover from a week ago. And the Billboard Hot 100 Fest. Too. Yes, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, it's clearly all because of Billboard <laughs> um, that he's going to be number one on the Billboard 200 chart. I think his album, from what I'm hearing, could do like maybe like 300 to 350 in total overall Ooh. units. Um, that's like an early number, and that's kind of based on a lot of sort of the the surge from from the VMAs last night. So. Um, by the time you hear this, I'll probably have a story on Billboard.com. I say that a lot, but that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, he should be number one unless something crazy, crazy happens. And back on the Hot 100, like I said earlier, the weekend is back on top. Number one again for the second nine consecutive week with Can't Feel My Face. Uh, and very quickly, Our City's Locked Away featuring Adam Levine uh, hits the top 10 and Sean Mendez's Stitches. Stitches! Uh, his first top 20 hit and moves up to number 20. So congrats to Sean as well. Uh, all right, Keith, we are running short on time. We got to go to Demi Lovato. So Demi Lovato last Friday, just a, a couple days before her VMAs performance called in to the pop shop podcast. Uh, unfortunately we, we couldn't get her in the studio, but we want to talk to Demi, talk to her about her new album confident, which comes out in October. We talked to her about working with Iggy Azalea, about Cool for the Summer going top 20 and possibly becoming her biggest hit to date, and a lot more. Uh, apologies for the audio. If, if it's a, a little crackly at, at times, that's what happens on the phone. But you know what? We had Demi Lovato on the Pop Shop Podcast, and here she is. We're cool for the summer. Congratulations on cool for the summer going top 20 on the album announcement on the vmas coming up uh it's an exciting time for you how are you feeling um it's i'm very very excited i'm really happy and i think that 
Um, this is the beginning of a new chapter to my life, and I couldn't be more excited the way that it's starting everything. It's just going so awesome. That's very cool. It, it certainly seems like that from from the outside perspective. And, and one, the first thing I want to ask about is is something that just happened a couple of days ago. This this album track list reveal, and all of your fans. I saw it firsthand. All of your fans just going crazy on Twitter, trying to track down who was tweeting out each new song title. And I'm curious as to like why you had your friends uh, help you with the, the the reveal, and how difficult it was figuring out which ones were going to actually be a part of it. Well, it actually wasn't that difficult to figure out who was going to be a part of it. It just like I just hit up a couple of my friends and thought, you know, hey, would you guys tweet something? And they were either already, you know, Iggy uh, was on it. She was like, yeah, sure. Uh, um, some other friends of mine are just super supportive like that. And um, yeah, so it was really cool to to have them like do something different and fun for my fans. You know, I've done, I've, this is my fifth album now, so I've kind of done um, social media, I've done the, the track listing um, announcements before, and I thought, you know, we were just thinking, like, okay, what would be a cool way to make this fun and different? And this is that's kind of what we came up with. Yeah, and, and it, it certainly was that, and you announced that the album is called Confident. And, and you know, the last time we talked a couple of years ago, um, or one of the times we talked a couple of years ago, uh, you explained why your fourth album was simply titled Demi because you, you felt it was your most personal album yet. And uh, I'm curious about why why Confident for this one. Um, well, it's kind of self-explanatory. I feel more confident than ever. Um, but I also feel like I'm at this place, you know, I, when I made this album, I wanted it to be the best thing that I've ever done and musically, professionally. Um, and I put so much into this and I did a lot of work on myself where I tried to figure out, okay, like what, how can, how can I figure out how to be the best that I can, look the best that I can and show the world that I'm ready for the type of, you know, level that I want to play in with music. Yeah. No, it, 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 I, I heard it, and it, it just made a lot of sense, and especially with the album cover. And, you know, it, it's 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 following uh, something that should make you uh, very, very confident, which is cool for the summer, hitting the top 20, and it keeps rising. And it really could be the biggest hit of your careers thus far. And, you know, obviously it's, it's a lead single, so you, you kind of saw it connecting in some way. But did you expect it to connect to this extent? You know, I would hope so. I, I was hoping the whole time that it would connect um, to this extent. And, you know, of course, as an artist that, that, you know, wants to continue to be in this industry for a long time, I hope it connects even more, you know, that I, I, I dream for the stars when it comes to, um, when it comes to dreaming about what I want to be as an artist and where I want my music to go. Um, with this album, I feel like, you know, Cool for the Summer actually wasn't going to be my first single. It was actually going to be confident, but Cool for the Summer, you can't really release in, October, so we were like, okay, you know what? Um, I think we have a change of plans, and we went with Cool for the Summer, and um, it was really spontaneous, but it worked, and I'm super excited with the way that things have played out so far. It's funny, yeah. I actually heard that you were you were still kind of putting the finishing touches on the album when when Cool for the Summer just internally got this huge reaction, and and everyone was like, well, it's it's summertime, we got to put this song out. It's it's such a great song. Um, what have, you know, it, it came out in, on July 1st, it's been about two months. What have, what have the past two months been like? Have you, have you been, uh, it, has it been like a mad dash to finish the album? No, you know, we were already really, um, we had come a long way with the process of the album already when, um, when we released the single. Um, it was kind of a mad dash, but at the same time, it was just like you said, the finishing touches. So it wasn't anything where, we felt extremely stressed or anything like that. It was like, all right, well, we just got to, you know, make everything 
perfect now trying to get it prepared for the release um, in October. I know a lot of people are really excited about your collaboration with Iggy, uh, Kingdom Come. Um, I, I know you guys are good, are good friends, and I'm curious how, like, just to preview it a little bit, how your styles kind of come together on that song. Um, how Iggy and I's style? Yeah, yeah. So my music is taking a, a more mature and older route. And with Kingdom Come, it's definitely more of a rhythmic song. And I wanted her to be on this album from the time that I heard that song and even before we knew each other. And then we became good friends. And so it was kind of a situation where it was like, okay, I like, we have to work together. And it sounds awesome. And, um, and I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. She was really excited too. She was like, I'm really, excited with where your music is going and to me that meant a lot because before I even knew Iggy I was a big fan and um and so it was really cool to hear her say that and and uh yeah our, our sounds really mesh well what's a song you can't wait for your fans to hear everybody knows the uh everyone knows the, the track titles now and they're putting together their own guesses but what's something that you think is, is going to really surprise fans I think what's going to surprise my fans, um, my voice has gotten a lot stronger than it has ever been. And I think it's it's from touring for the past year, solid, basically. Um, I made this album, the last song that I recorded was called Father. And I'm particularly excited for this song for people to hear one, because I get very, very honest about the passing of my dad, but, um, and I think my fans will be, you know, my fans expect me to be honest. Um, what I think that people in general aren't going to expect is, um, the way that I sing the song, I kind of tip, took it more to, um, a soulful gospel kind of, um, Sound and I and I, it's the song that I think I might be most proud of on the album. We're cool for the summer. Thanks again to Demi Lovato for sung by the Pop Shop Podcast, especially on such a hectic week for her. And we didn't really talk about her performance. I thought it was great. I I, I did not know Iggy Azalea was coming out for the Cool for the Summer remix, so I guess she's on that remix as well as Kingdom Come on her forthcoming album. There are a lot of dudes in so bikinis on that stage, Jason. <laughs> Double Iggy. Um, Keith, are you ready, my man? For your chart set of the week. Okay, so um, my chart set of the week is actually one sort of kind of inspired by the Video Music Awards last night in a roundabout way. It's actually about Taylor Swift. Hey, Taylor. Heyo. Um, This week in 2012, actually, on the September 1st, 2012 dated Billboard Hot 100 chart, Taylor Swift got her first Hot 100 number one single with We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. It hit number one on September 1st, 2012, and spent three weeks at number one. Of course, since then, she's had three more number one singles. Um, and, <clears throat> sorry, I apologize as I choke on my tongue. And they've all come from her most recent album, 1989. She also hit the top of the Hot 100 with Shake It Off, Blank Space, and Bad Blood. And she, you know, could be on track for another number one with her new single, Wildest Dreams. The video premiered just yesterday. Scott Eastwood co-stars in it. Uh, I, th- I believe Joseph Kahn directed mm-hmm. the video as well. Joseph Kahn also did uh, the video for uh, Blank Space. Uh, so, you know, they have a nice teamwork happening there. But uh, it's really just a short and sweet chart set of the week. You know, this week in 2012, Taylor Swift got her first number one single with We Are Never, Ever, 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 Ever Getting Back Together. Jason. <laughs> Thank you, Keith, for your chart set of the week. 
All right, man, that is going to do it for us over here at the Pop Shop Podcast. Katie Atkinson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yay. This is your Pop Shop Podcast debut. Yay. I've made it. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keith, I would say we'll be back next week, but I will not be back next week. Uh, Don't worry. We are. It's not like we are never, ever getting back together. No, we'll you're getting, getting together with someone else, namely your fiance. I am. I am. I am. This is my my last single pop shop podcast because I'm getting married. <laughs> Get at him, ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna have. I, first of all, I'm I'm gonna be off for a couple weeks. Keith will be manning. The I haven't the foggiest idea what I'm doing while Jason's gone. <laughs> quite honestly, this is gonna be great. I'm excited. I I, I just kind of hope you. I, I, I like. We've been th- thinking about like other hosts and and Katie. I'm sure you'll be on the show again and. And yeah, by the way, this is why you're here. Oh, you're going to be dragged into this whether you like it or not. <laughs> yes. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I I, I also kind of want to hear you just kind of go on your own for like 40 minutes. Like, I think that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> there was someone on like Twitter the, that, that tweeted us saying, wow, when Jason's gone, I would love to hear like Keith just ramble for 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, I don't think you want yeah. that. I sit next to him. So I hear that every day. That's all Katie hears all day long. <laughs> it's just me rambling. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But no, we'll we'll be back, uh, or, or Keith will be back with a new Pop Shop podcast. I hope, and I'll I'll be back in a couple of weeks to give a full breakdown of your my wedding? wedding music. I <laughs> guess your playlist, your your honeymoon like reception, your your wedding your wedding honeymoon, your wedding reception <laughs> playlist. Jeez, exactly. I don't want your honeymoon exactly. playlist. Anyway. That's a little bit too much information. <laughs> no, no. Um, but but uh, Keith, I will miss you. As always, and uh, but not too much. I'm, I'm not going to be calling in from from my honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> we have a special but, uh, guest this week on the Pop Shop Podcast. It's Jason from a glamorous tropical island. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, thanks again, Katie. Thanks again to Demi Lovato. Keith, do you have any parting words? Um, uh, have a lovely, lovely wedding uh, uh, ceremony, and I wish you nothing but the best on your honeymoon. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I will miss the Pop Shop Podcast listeners for a few weeks, but I will be back in full force for Q4 in a couple weeks. And uh, let's go out on, you know, a song that Katie Atkinson has warmed up to. This is Where Are You Now? Skrillex and Diplo featuring Justin Bieber. Thanks for listening and take care. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.